Welcome to the Swim Strong Dry Land podcast. We are dedicated to inspiring and educating the swimming world. Our podcast highlights the work, character, and achievements in and around the Swim Strong community. All right, welcome to the Swim Strong Dryland podcast, episode number one. I'm very excited to introduce to y'all our first guest, Bridget Davis, who is a part of the Swim Strong Dryland small group team and swims out in New Jersey. Um, Bridget, real quick, would you mind telling people uh, what grade you're in, where you swim at, and uh, where you're headed off to college this coming year? Yes. Hi, I'm Bridget. Um, I just fit, graduated from Union Catholic High School in Fanwood, New Jersey. I swim for the Fanwood Scotch Plains YMCA, um, and I'm going into my freshman year at uh, univers- the University of Connecticut. Yeah, the Huskies. So real quick, I know people are going to get to know you, um, so I want to ask you a couple of rapid-fire questions. Number one, what would be your walkout song? Getaway Car by Taylor Swift. Okay. How about favorite movie or book? Um, I would have to say The Giver by Lois Lowry. Nice. What is your dream job? My dream job would be to be like a travel blogger. I feel like that would be really oh, cool. Like- Just, you know, traveling around the world and writing about it and learning about different cultures and stuff like that. I like it. How about what celebrity would you be most excited to meet? Um, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And how about your favorite swim meet weekend restaurant place you go to when you're at a swim meet? It's got to be Panera. Oh, good call. Panera. Describe the moment that you fell in love with the sport of swimming. Um, The moment I fell in love with swimming was uh, at my local summer swim club. And um, I swam my first 25 or I swam a 25 freestyle and I got a first place ribbon. And I remember just feeling so proud of myself. And from that moment on, I, I couldn't stop. And last question I have for you. Um, what is your favorite thing about the Swim Strong program that you've enjoyed? So um, I've been in the small group for a, a little, like close to three months now, which um, I started later in my swimming career, which is completely okay. But I've already been able to see what Swim Strong Dryland has done for me in the water. Um, and the fact that the, you know, each of each um, workout is tailored to to swimming and um, I can see how it helps me, you know, with my dive or just my underwaters every day. And I see that change is really incredible. So I think that you have done an amazing job just, uh, you know, working on um, those little exercises. Because when I'm, you know, when I'm doing like um, some kind of squat or streamlined and stuff like that, I can see I can see what what you were thinking of when you created it. And it's really great because it's helped me, um, you know, just every day in my workouts. So, well, that's a little bit about Bridget. There's a lot more, obviously, but that's fun to do. And I want to be able to dive into this and let everybody know really the um, focus behind this. I want you guys to get to know Bridget outside of the pool today. There's some pretty amazing things that she's doing in her life, in her community. And I know many people will be inspired by that. So, Um, Really, the aim of our podcast, we want to inspire, we want to educate, and we want to also have some fun uh, with our guests. If anybody in the future is interested in being a guest, don't hesitate to reach out. But Bridget, we are really excited to kick this off with you. Um, And something I really want to dive into is just you're a part of an organization called Shining Stars. Would you mind telling us a little bit about that? Yes. So um, about a couple years ago in 2019, I started um, through Shining Stars. My brother, Maddie, he's um, 
he's on, on the spectrum. He has a, a disability. And so he wanted to do this program called Shining Stars, which is um, a performing arts program for children with special needs or um, adults. And so when Maddie started, um, it was in 2019, and I didn't get to go to his first, you know, couple of shows or performances. But then in 2020, when it was COVID, he started doing it online, and um, they didn't have any background performers. So I was the only option. So I started um, to help him out with the Christmas show, and I dressed up as an elf and stuff like that. And uh, I just realized that uh, the program that that um, Shining Stars was was incredible and something I really wanted to become involved in. And um, from that moment on, I just felt a connection and I started to do it. That's awesome. And so when you got involved with Shining Stars, what was kind of the roles and responsibilities or what did the day to day look like? What type of things do you do? Um. So. So uh, after practice on Thursdays, um, either Thursdays and Tuesdays, they have practices and um, Thursdays in my day off. So um, I would go for just two hours and um, we would run through um, like acts and performances. And so the individuals pick like a song or something um, like a dance that they they want to do for the show. And there's usually a theme. So every year they do like a Christmas show. This year they did around the world theme. So they pick songs from different countries um, and then they perform it. So I just help tweak their performances, you know, help keep them um, make sure they feel comfortable on stage and that kind of thing. And um, from from there, they you know, it takes a couple months to get into it. And then um, we have like a show week and it's re very real. We go on a big stage and that kind of thing and um, they get to perform. So it's it's super cool just being involved. And I'm a little bit in the background because I'm not a great dancer or singer, but I love <laughs> watching them. Yeah, no, I know. My mom was like, what? Like, like, oh, my gosh, like you can't dance. How are you going to be able to help them dance? But they, they're they're the dancers. So I'm, I'm grateful that I can still be involved and not have to dance in front of everyone. I, <laughs> yeah, that's but, funny. <laughs> that sounds like a ton of fun though that's awesome that you get to help with that and um what is what type of impact have you seen like on your life personally being involved with the organization well you know starting with the special needs community has just been something that's um really impacted me throughout my life i've seen uh the, like you know a lot of people are like oh you're helping out them right but it's they're helping me truly um, I come home at the end of the day inspired uh, just with my brother on, on the da a daily basis. You know, he'll be doing things that um, the doctors told him he couldn't walk or talk when he, you know, just at the age of three. And um, we worked really hard. My mom especially worked really hard with him um, to get him to walk and talk. And so every day I think in the back of my head, like he he was told he wasn't supposed to do that. And here he is, you know, defying everything that he was told um, that he wasn't supposed to do. So I think a lot of it is like, we're told you can't do that. And you're, you know, you're not allowed, almost like you're not allowed to. And these kids every day, um, prove otherwise. So mm -hmm. that's just really the impact it's had on me. So I, I hope that I'm impacting them, but I feel like they're making the bigger impact on myself. That's amazing. That's amazing. Tell, tell me a little bit more about the journey of your brother learning to walk and talk and being told that he couldn't do that. What did that look like, that process? Yeah. So um, my brother's a little bit older than me. He's six years older than me. Um, so just growing up and watching him, you know, progress into get, get being able to talk more clearly, walk better um, was has been very interesting. And it was actually music that helped him talk. 
Um, my mom would be driving to, you know, where, wherever every day, the grocery store or something like that. And she'd play music and she could start to hear him humming. And so as as he got older, he would be humming. And that's when she knew that he could really talk. And although the doctors had been like, he won't ever be able to walk or talk, she knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> um, I'm I'm lucky that I have a little bit of that stubborn personality. Like, I'm no, like you can't tell me no. Like, I, I'm going to keep working for it. So um, I, I take that in my swimming, too. Like, you can't tell me I can't push myself that hard or do anything, anything like that. Um, so m music has definitely big, been a really large part of our lives. And we actually really enjoy going to see like local live bands at restaurants or um, I love going to concerts and stuff like that. And uh, Maddie has gone to a couple concerts with me. We went to Billy Joel one time. It was fun. It was very loud, but it was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. And yes. um, that that process that you're talking about of just hearing yourself being told I can't do something um, or you can't do something and then not not taking that as truth. Um, that's not an easy thing for a lot of people to do. So I'm curious how, um, your brother Maddie or yourself or your mom, um, what it, when you hear those words, when that's something that comes up, um, what is it that's given you that mindset? Like, how did you develop that? Cause it's not, I don't think that's normal. Yeah. You know, um, anytime someone says like, you can't do it, it makes me want to push myself harder to be like, I can do it. And honestly, um, I've had my own struggles, you know, school, I was diagnosed with dyslexia and ADHD. Um, and those things are like, a lot of people will be like, you know, you're not going to be good at reading, or you're not going to be able to be at the same level as everyone else in the classroom. And just proving them, proving everyone else wrong is really something that's been important to me. And I feel like for my family, proving people wrong, proving people wrong that, um, you know, just because you're special, special needs doesn't mean you can't do everything else everyone else does. And so that's why we just remind Maddie that he can do it. And anytime we hear him saying he can't do it, which is upsetting, we're like, we know you can, we've seen you do it before. Uh, and so I always, I like to take that, you know, into the pool with me. Like no one can tell me I can't do it because I'm here. I'm already defying everything and everyone else has already told me in my life and I'm ready to push myself. That's so. awesome. Yeah, no, I think that's incredible. I, that's a mindset that I wish, uh, well, that I want to develop more of and that I wish people, you know, around the world would adopt because that, uh, there are just so many times in life where we're told either you can't do something or it's very unlikely or people judge you, you know, just by outward, um, whatever appearances and thought processes and just decide, oh, you can't do this because of X, Y, Z. And mm -hmm. it sounds like you and Maddie and your family have been told many, many things like that over time. And you've continued to overcome those obstacles. Um, and so now you hear it and it sounds like you turn it into motivation. You're almost like, OK, keep telling me keep telling me what yeah. I can't do and we'll keep showing you right. um, that that's mm -hmm. just not true. So that's, that's yes. really cool. And from the moment that I have had the pleasure of getting to talk with you and know you, I have been inspired by the things that you're doing in your life, um, your character, your mindset, um, how you care for people. And um, you mentioned something a couple minutes ago that struck me, um, how you said people often view people with special needs. And I'm wondering if there's something you wish people would know um, that that you'd like to share with people um, in the way that they talk about people with special needs or um, view that. Yeah, I just think it's um, really important to teach uh, everyone else that just because someone might have special needs does not mean that they're not smart or does not mean that they can't teach you something. 
Um, I've learned so many things along the way that I never thought I would have learned. Um, they just have a different brain. Like it's just different. Sometimes, you know, not everyone can be the same. And um, for example, like my brother, Maddie, he's one of, he's extremely smart. He's, he's very good technical, technology, like with technology. Um, I'm always asking him like what's on TV at what time. And he knows at the top, you know, at the top of like, he can just tell me right away. So um, like at the tip of his tongue, that's what I was trying to say. Um, but he's, you know, it just everyone, uh, a lot of people are looking from the outside and they're like, oh, you know, I, I feel so bad for them. I feel bad that they can't do everything. And again, can't comes up like he, you, mm. you can't do it. Um, so I think it's just oh, I want people to know that just because they're they might be different does not mean that they can't do everything else um, that you can do. Um, and it does not mean they can't accomplish everything um, that we can do. And, you know, you can see that with things like Special Olympics or Paralympics. Um, there's constantly barriers being being broken. So that's amazing. I feel like anytime people in general, I feel like struggle with differences, people who are not exactly the same uh, as them in a million different ways. And I think that's something that um, is sad because we have so much to learn from everyone who's on this planet, like and we are all a lot more alike than we are different and the more time i imagine the more time you get to spend like with you not just with your brother but being a part of shining stars and different organizations um i'm wondering what are some of the, like the um lessons or things that you you mentioned how much they've had an impact on you um are there any specific things um outside of obviously you mentioned like just that determination and not accepting i can't um are there ways in which you have practically been impacted and learned um, things about yourself that you never would have if you hadn't spent this time um, volunteering and, and um, spending time with people with special needs? Yeah, something, um, the, the biggest piece of it would be patience and kindness. Um, there's so much pa patience that you need to, to work with this group of kids um, and just realizing that it might take a second mm -hmm for them to, um, you know, catch on. And I, I found that it, you know, it, I just can take a second and realize that they might need a second and that's okay. It's okay for it, for it to take a little longer because uh, no matter what, we're going to get to the same place. Everyone's going to be in that same place. Um, same thing about kindness. they they treat each other so incredibly. Um, and they treat me so incredibly too. You know, I might be catching on to their dances or their singing, um, and but they have they have patience and with me, and they have kindness with me, and they're able to say, "Hey, you know, can you help me with this?" Or, "Hey, like, I think you need help with that." Mm -hmm. And so um, it's just that balance of you know being kind and waiting on something, um, and if they need help, um, helping them out. So I, I really enjoy that, and I I think that's made the biggest impact on me. That's cool. So growing your character in ways that are incredible by seeing these character traits um, that that they have is something that's um, an amazing impact. And um, so I absolutely love hearing that. And uh, the whole world could use a lot of patience and kindness. That's for sure. Yes, um, I agree. <laughs> Someone should I make like a shirt. Yeah, I like that I, says patience and kindness. I bet there's one out there, but. I like it. I like it. If there's not, you can start it. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I understand you're a part of not just um, Shining Stars, but there's um, at least one more organization that you're a part of. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that as well? 
Yes. Um, so I'm in a club at my school called, well, I was in a club at my school called Crayon Club. And originally my sister had been president. She's four years older than me. She was president of the club. Um, and then I came to school and I decided that it was a club I wanted to be involved in because um, they, so what, what it is, is um, a couple nights a month, um, they throw, we throw events for kids, students with, not students, we throw events for um, anyone in the community with special needs. Um, and they come in and we just have a part, like it's a big party. So there's movie nights. We did a beach theme. We had palm one time, which was really fun. And so um, it's something that my friends at school can get involved in. And also um, Maddie comes and he brings all of his friends. And it's just an involvement of everyone because a, a lot of it is the fact that um, sometimes students aren't as comfortable with the special needs community it can kind of be awkward at times and that's the honest truth they um they do different things and that's fine but getting comfortable and being in the same situation and just having fun with them is something that's uh, really important and i'd like for other students or kids my age to do so um it's just so much fun honestly like i have the best time we play loud like we play music we dance and um we have like fun snacks and popcorn and we make um and we make like crafts and stuff so it's just it's really great that um i could be involved with that at my school because i think um it's important. We don't really have a lot of special needs. We don't have any special needs individuals at my school. So they're coming from uh, outside. And a lot of it is also parents who just need two hours, two or three hours just to themselves. And we can just hang out. It's not like babysitting or anything. We're literally just hanging out with people who are our friends. So um, it's honestly, I think that one thing I would say is it's very easy to start a club at your school, at anyone's school, I can imagine. Um, and just setting up something like that is so much fun and can make such a difference in other people's lives. Hmm. And what would you, on that note, you mentioned a lot of people can be uncomfortable or they're not sure how to interact. Um, what would you recommend to the person out there who is inspired by the things you're saying, wants to make a difference, but they just, they don't know how they can, they feel like um, they don't necessarily know how to communicate properly or what, what would your like first step be or first piece of advice be to like get involved to make a difference? You know, something I would do is um, finding something that's relatable to both you and the individual. So like sometimes they talk about swimming, um, you know, they, they do the same things as us. Maddie loves music. So a lot of the conversations with Maddie and some of my friends are about music or what kind of songs, new songs you're listening to. So I think it's very easy to just find a topic that's comfortable for the both of you and then um, continuing that topic. And um, definitely not to speak down to an individual just just because they might seem like um, they're not on the same level as you doesn't mean they're dumb and doesn't mean that they're like supposed to be talked to like a child. So um, that's one thing I would say is um, just talk to them like you're, they're your friend. And it's so easy and it's fun. You know, it's just another friend. So that's awesome. I mean, that's so simple. Like just be friends and um, yeah. find common ground. And that's what you do with any any friendship and with any human. Like that's um, I just think that's so important to know that people don't need to be afraid to be uncomfortable and spend time with someone 
um, that they don't know yes. a lot about yet. I, I don't know. I think that that's really. Yeah, I actually, sorry to interrupt you. No, I no, just want to say being afraid to be uncomfortable is something that's so important. And um, a lot of the times during Crayon Club, there will be new members um, from the student body of my school or whatever. And just we just like have a, we'll have a meeting and we'll be like, just be uncomfortable. It's OK to be a little bit uncomfortable at first and ease into it. Um, don't be scared of it because then there's not going to be a change. And, you know, what we're trying to do here and in both Shining Stars and Crayon Club is make a change in the community um, and make sure that these kids are also seen because it's so important for everyone to be seen. Hmm. What would you say, like, your heart in all of this is? Like, what would be um, for you? Why is this so personally meaningful, um, you know, the why behind it all for you? I mean, honestly, just going back back to my brother, Maddie, like he's an inspiration. He's he every day, like I'm going to, to the pool and I'm swimming and I'm, you know, an athlete. And every day I think to myself, I can push myself so much because I watch him push himself every day. Hmm. So um, it's on like just a simple answer is it's him. I wa I've watched him and he's so inspiring um, that like what what else could I do? Like I have to be involved in this because. Uh, not that I have to be, but I choose to be involved in this because um, he's such an inspiration to me and he's made such a, a large impact on my life. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Well, I want to thank you for sharing all of that stuff. And I want how can people um, if they are curious to ask you more questions, how can people reach out to you to um, inquire about anything? Yeah, I mean, people can um, reach out. I have like Instagram or anything like that. Just shoot me a DM. Um, and it's, you know, easy to just text me, ask me any questions you have at all. And I'm, I'm here to answer them. And I'd love to answer them, actually. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I'm going to shift just a little bit the topic to finish up um, for all the things that you have been inspired by through your brother, through the different organizations and the things that you've learned throughout your life. How do you feel like that has impacted your swim journey um because i you mentioned a lot of ways in which it's impacted you in the pool what do you feel like um that has looked like for you in the water um you know i think swim is a mental game and i think it, it can be hard sometimes to just uh get out there and continue to to swim um some days there's ups and some days there's downs and just um you know doing this outside work and seeing um all these people have fun doing something they love has made me, you know, realize that swimming is something that I love and something that I um, am able to push myself and I can get through the harder days um, and just, you know, continue to do it. So cool. And and you are going to UConn, you mentioned. So what was the process like for you choosing UConn? Yes. Uh, here's my sweatshirt. Um, <laughs> I, you know, honestly, this, this is going to sound a little repetitive, but it, it was actually connected to Maddie again. Um, I had been choosing between a couple schools, some, some great schools. And um, Maddie came with me on one of my visits for like a junior day. And um, the coach had met Maddie and they had actually like helped him walk around. There was like some stairs. We went in the stadiums and he loves that kind of stuff. He's very into sports. So we just took a tour. And at the end of my visit, the coach had come up to me and he said um, something along the lines of like, be you. And I didn't know what he meant by that, but I was like, oh, thank you so much, whatever. Um, and it turns out a couple of weeks later, we're on a call and he's like, 
remember when I said like, be you. And I was like, yes, I do remember that. And he said, um, I saw how you were with your brother. And I just wanted to make sure that you continue that because that's a very special gift that you have and something wow. that we here at UConn want to see. Yeah, it's a true story. And it's just that's so it, it like gets me emotional every time. Um, just because, you know, I was looking for some some other extra part of it because I'm not going to be swimming my entire life. It's not going to be, you know, my professional career. Um, I love it. And it's something that I want to continue to do in college. Um, and the, that outside factor and the, the fact that he recognized that that's something I'm passionate about along with swimming um, just really made like pulled me in. So I, I really love my coach. I love the coaching staff there. They're always um, considerate and they ask about Maddie and on, on top of being a great program. So I'm really excited to um, swim there um, compete there, meet some great people. It's going to be a, a really great time. That's awesome. Sounds like a perfect fit in the type of program you want to be a part of where they truly care about you as a person. So that's, that's really, really cool to hear. Um, for us being, having you a part of the swim strong program has been amazing because you not only, um, are a hard worker in the pool, but most importantly, you impact the people who are in the program. And, uh, for me, the swim strong community is my favorite part of the whole. The whole thing is that there's people like you across the country that, um, you know, just want to make a difference in other people's journeys and lives. And um, you do such a fantastic job of that, uh, impacting myself, the people on your small group team, and I'm sure uh, out at Fanwich Squat Scotch and, um, you know, across mm. the swimming world, people you've come across. So, well, thank you for everything uh, that you're doing outside of the swimming world and in the swimming community. Bridget, it was an absolute pleasure to get to um, talk with you. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much, Eric. This is awesome. Thank you for listening to the Swim Strong Dryland podcast. If you'd like to be a part of the Swim Strong Dryland family, you can reach out to us via email or social media. You can also follow Swim Strong Dryland on YouTube and TikTok for more educational content.